Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let Me Just Say This. If you are new here, hello, welcome to the party. And if you are watching on the YouTube channel, baby, hello from me and my son in the living room, honey. He's making a cameo. He wants some attention, so I'm going to go ahead and let him have it because y'all know he be whooping my ass every day. So I'm going to give him what he wants. Okay. Oh, and I always got to give this disclaimer. My son is a cat, you guys. It's not a small human. It's a cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It is a very good Sunday over here on my side, baby. It is January 21st, 2024, and this month is speeding by so fast, it's like four light skins and a Nissan Altima going to hit a lick, okay? January said, baby, I'm on my Zoom, you better get on yours too. And this is the reminder that time is gonna go on with or without you, okay? If you've been lagging, if you're still stuck in the first week of January, December, baby, January is leaving you behind, honey. You better get on the train or get left, all right? Cause we going. We're moving, okay? <laughs> when I tell you I had a time last night, honey, I had a time last night and I enjoyed it. I got real cute, stepped out. It was a good time. But listen, it really brought me to some of the topics I wanna discuss today. Um, we got a couple things on the docket for today. Starting off, honey, we're discussing the makeup to breakup cycle. I know a lot of us be in it, honey. I know, I know, I know. And we're discussing closure. I know I had an um, episode in season one about closure um and it's kind of mm, i'm gonna get into it i'm gonna get into how i feel about closure um i'm also gonna talk about work wife work husband and romantic relationships in the workplace because now that i'm a corporate baddie and not that i wasn't before when i was in the military but it is different being you know a regular human and working in these spaces and how they operate is really crazy to me and i got a little bit of a story time for that so we're gonna get into it additionally just a little rant about how i want to turn my brain off finally please i'm tired of being a strong independent woman i am just a girl i am just a girl in this world <laughs> please god i see what you have done for others we're gonna talk about it so let's just go ahead and get right on into it honey before we get into some stuff let me give you a brief little announcement all right I'm working on the Audible partnership, baby. Fingers crossed. Keep your fingers, your toes, and your legs crossed for me because I really want to get that. Um, two, if you are not following on the Instagram and the TikTok, go ahead and follow. That information will be in the link below and on the screen if you are watching. Also, you know I did a partnership with Zilu. You like my frames? They turn you on, Hey, That ain't nothing. Listen, I got another one coming for you guys. So if you wanna support your girl, be on the lookout for that. And I will be posting a lot of that on my Instagram as well. I'm gonna be much more heavier on the promotion of that, but I do have another discount code coming for y'all. So stay tuned, okay? I'm working on some things. I'm working on some things. Speaking of Audible Child, this month's book of the month is A Gentle Reminder by Bianca Sparacino. It is a great book. I highly recommend it. It gives great clarity and just peace of mind and perspective for you if you are in your era of solitude, your era of focusing on yourself and self-love and self-worth. Go ahead and listen and pick that up, baby. I support this message. Go ahead and get it. Now, if you know me, then you know I like to end things cleanly. I like clean breaks. I hate when things end messily. I hate it when it ends on a bad note, especially if I said something mean or I did something because, you know, I'm a serial blocker. All my friends know I'm a blockaholic. I'll block somebody for no reason. I'll block somebody 
just because I'm just having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? However, I'm trying to break out of that mold. Not necessarily yes and no. Yes and no. Because it's good to block people, but being a blockaholic isn't necessarily the healthiest way to handle shit. So I tend to end up at some point or some span, it could be a year, it could be months, I will end up going back and having a conversation with those people anyway and closing shit out anyway because I don't like having lingering feelings or tension or energy I really like to end things cleanly and a lot of people they're like well why do you need closure why do you need closure I don't necessarily feel that that is closure I think that's just getting energy off of you that you don't need I'm a big believer in you harbor energy when things aren't ending or haven't ended well you harbor energy when you know things are left in the air and I don't like to have shit in the air. I have enough anxiety about my future and my life and every little piece falling into place. I don't want to also have to think about or have these harboring feelings about shit that is just, you know, <laughs> who has time for that? I'm trying to be on my big per energy. I'm trying to lessen that shit as much as possible. And so recently I actually squared things with two people that I kind of had bad falling outs with and... They both ended really well, which is good for me because anybody who knows me know I'm a firecracker, baby. I am, but I'm also a Sour Patch Kid. First I'm sour and then I'm sweet. I have a big gooey, ooey, lovey heart. And so for that reason, I, I don't harbor grudges and I, I don't think it's good to keep grudges anyway. It's just bad for your energy. And honestly, when you hold on to stress and grudges and bad energy from people, you um, age yourself. <laughs> when you hold on to that type of bad energy, you really get ugly. I think it physically just changes your form. And I want to be a bad bitch forever. So I try to let that shit go. And I'm always coming from a space of we can have a conversation and we could just chalk it up to the game. But I like to end things and be cool. So I had a conversation with a once really good friend and we had a, you know, heart to heart and it was great, honestly. I encourage anybody out there, if you have a person that you fell out with that you care really deeply about and it's still unsettling for you, have the conversation. Who really gives a fuck if they're like closure is a scam or closure doesn't matter? Sometimes it does. Sometimes closure actually matters. Sometimes you need that conversation. Sometimes no, like you don't get to leave shit fucked up and we don't talk about it. There are some people who believe that they can leave situations in a, a very terrible way and get away with that shit. There are some people who believe that, okay, we're going to fall out and I'm just going to disrupt your whole life and your emotions and that'll just be that. And you just got to handle that and get over it. No, have the conversations that need to be had so that you can move on. And I know they're like, okay, you have to forgive people even if, you know, they don't accept it. And I preach that as well. But at any time that you can close those things out, because a lot of times it's not just on your side. A lot of times it's on both sides too. Um, if it's if you're able to, have the conversation. I also had a conversation last night in the club with the man I swung on. I'm pretty sure I told y'all the story about how I swung on that man at the club. Um, a guy I used to deal with, saw him, had a conversation with him. It went really well. You got to think this is a year later. This is a year after the fact. 
sometimes it takes time, but I feel like at the end of the day, people that you're going to see often or people that, you know, are close and near and dear to your heart that you no longer hold in that space, sometimes it's okay to have the conversation. Sometimes it's okay to get closure. It's okay to get closure if you need it. And it's okay to seek it out. All right. Now, when it's not okay to get closure is this other situation. So, um, you know, I told you I, <laughs> I did something. <laughs> I got out of my relationship and it's not necessarily that I wanted closure. It really, in, in being like completely honest, I just saying, I'm not ready to fuck on nobody new. <laughs> I was with my friends. I was like, maybe me and this man could tussle a little bit every now and again. You know what I'm saying? Try to tell me no, Naya. No, Nai-Nai, don't do it, girl. And I haven't, but I've been in communication with him. And honestly, it just reminded me more and more of why I don't want to fuck with him. It reminds me more and more, maybe this is the lesson I need. Sometimes when you seek out closure, or not even closure, sometimes when you just seek out whatever from a person that inherently was never good for you anyway, sometimes the lesson in it is them showing you exactly why you can't fuck with them, okay? When you try to double back and spin the block on somebody thinking it'll be different, they'll show you again why you should have never dealt with them in the first place and you damn sure cannot deal with them now, not in the state that you're in, not in the evolved state that you're in. So, you know, I'm happy that things are playing out the way that they are. But, baby... <laughs> I might just have to go sell a bit. That might be another episode, honey, because I'm trying to get right. I'm really trying to get right. I promise you, I'm trying to get right. <laughs> but long story short of this one is get the closure when you need it. Not everybody's going to give you closure, but if you can have a, a good, healthy conversation, have it. If you're seeking out things like what I'm doing, trying to turn my ex into a sneaky link, baby, um, probably not going to work. Probably not going to work. That's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. Um, and I get it. I know. I just sometimes, am, I'm impulsive and I, I'm only a girl. I make bad decisions sometimes. <laughs> now, when it comes to making up and breaking up, honey, um, let me just say this. If you are in a constant state of breaking up and making up with someone, just cut that shit loose. If you guys are off again, on again, off again, on again, that's a sign. The universe is trying to tell you it's not going to work. Stop trying to force that shit. Stop trying to force that shit. It's not going to work. It's over. Okay? Especially when it's early on. Especially when y'all only been together like less than six months and y'all done already broke up or you already contemplating, should I even be with this person? Is this the type of person that'll peel an orange for me? Baby, your spirit knows what it is. The universe knows what it is and might be trying to teach you a lesson if you keep going back to that person. And I understand, don't get me wrong, okay? Sometimes the comfort of having that person or not wanting to be without that person or missing them so much or trying to break the habit of talking to them and seeing them, baby, it is hard as hell. And a lot of relationships are toxic as fuck, where people will break up for stupid reasons and then get back together because they realize it was stupid, but realize also they're not compatible. You gotta think, if you can't have a sustained period of time that is healthy in your relationship, you probably shouldn't be in it. If you can't go two months without questioning if you're gonna be with this person or not, probably shouldn't be there. Probably shouldn't be there. 
And they'd be like, oh, the couples that last, the couples that make it to 20, 30 years, been through some drama and been through this, that, and the third. I'm almost certain the majority of that time, they loved each other. The majority of that time, they were still committed to each other. The majority of that time, they weren't like, okay, I'm going to break up with you today and then get back with you in about two weeks. No, no. I'm almost certain that's not what they mean when they say they go through ups and downs. I think what they mean is they go through the ebb and flow of people changing. They go through the ebb and flow of people making mistakes. But it's not, no, yeah, this is my 30-year off, off again, on again relationship. That shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. I refuse. I refuse. And I'm really not a break girly either. Because we're not taking a break. I don't believe in breaks. I don't believe in breaks because one, from a female perspective, you should never take a break in a relationship because at the end of the day, you're going to be waiting and, and anticipating that relationship to rekindle and you're going to be holding yourself back. The person that you really should be with will probably walk right past your ass and you're not going to see them because you're still waiting to see if that shit work out. It's a scam. It's a scam. I feel like... There is never a time where you should be waiting for somebody to get right. There's never a time where it's like, okay, it doesn't work right now. Let's just take a break and see about it later. Like, no, we're broken up. We're broken up and we can go on our separate ways. And if our paths combine again, then they do. But I'm not going to hold out hope that this shit works. A break is really just a fancy way of saying, I want to break up, but I also want to keep some ties with you. I don't want to break up and lose you completely. I want to break up so I can do what I want to do, but also be able to draw you in when I want you. That's what a break sounds like to me. Okay. That's what it sounds like to me. We could just break up, Buki. We ain't gotta be together. Let's just break up. Now, you know, I understand people break up and get back together and everything is happy, go lucky and dandy. All right. I get it. I have a friend who got out of a relationship a year later, they back together, happily ever after. But that time wasn't a time spent like, okay, I'm just gonna wait and hopefully we go back together. It's like, we're separated. We are no longer in a relationship. And like I said, if our paths converge again, then they do. And if it's meant to be, then it will. But trying to force things, baby, it's, you can't fit, what is that shit? What's that analogy? You can't fit a square peg in a round hole, okay? I know that sound kind of freaky, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like forcing things to fit, forcing shit to work, trying and trying and trying, going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's taxing on your soul. It's taxing on your spirit. It's honestly taxing on your mental health and your physical appearance. Because to be honest, the time when you really flourish is when you're single, the time when you actually start to like achieve everything you want to achieve is when you're single because most people aren't in relationships with people that are helping them elevate. Most people aren't in relationships that, you know, are upgrading them. Most people are in relationships that are, you know, sustaining them. And when you got dreams and you got goals and ambitions and aspirations, but your focus is on your relationship, no, you're not pouring into those other avenues of your life. So yes, when the girls get out of relationships, yes, they start to fucking skyrocket. Yeah, everything's going better. Yes, I'm looking amazing. Yes, I'm successful as fuck. Yes, I just got a new job and a new car and a brand new house. 
And I'm flourishing because now I'm pouring into myself and what I should have been paying attention to the whole motherfucking time. Now, the best case scenario is when you're with somebody who you guys can balance and elevate each other. Somebody that'll hold you accountable. <laughs> what if fucking, what did that man say? He said, um, Barack had Michelle and, and, and Martin Luther King had Coretta as if these women are props. I cannot, honestly, I want to talk about that Jonathan Major shit, but I really don't at the same time. And, uh, hey, also segue, any man, if you bring up that Jonathan Major situation in his ass and he justifies that shit, run, run. <laughs> All right, now what was I saying? Oh, the point of that is when you are in a relationship with the right person, it's not going to be off and on. It's not going to be consistently inconsistent and you will flourish. You won't be in a space where you're like, damn, I wish I could do this. And I wish I could do that. And I'm not fulfilled with my dreams because you should be with somebody who is encouraging you to do that, who is empowering you and uplifting you and supporting you. A lot of people get out of these relationships and they do better because they weren't with people who supported them. They weren't with people who actually nurtured them and nourished them and I'm claiming for us the next relationship the next you know person in your life will nourish and and encourage you and uplift you okay because otherwise they're just going to be blocking your blessings and when they break up with you or you break up with them that first time it is not your cue to go back as soon as they're like, hey, let's be back together. No, that's your cue to focus on yourself. And if shit comes together on, on the back end, then let it come together then. But that back and forth shit, it's for the birds, okay? Now, on to these work romantic relationships. Listen, <laughs> I had a friend send me a post. I was like, where do you meet people? Here are the common places where you are going to meet somebody. Number one is work. Okay. Work. Where you're at most of the time. You give 40 hours of your week to this place. Somebody is going to be there that you're interested in or interested in you. You're going to make some connections some way, somehow. Most people end up dealing with people that they work with. And for people who don't work full time, it'd be people who they go to school with. It's where you spend the most of your time. And, um, among that list of things that I, that I gave to him, I said, work, I said, um, uh, church. And these were good places. I said, good places to meet people work. I think church is a good place. Church be having some of the best people, honestly, and some very attractive people as well. Okay. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> those that are most favored by God tend to be fine. Okay. <laughs> speaking, speaking for myself. <laughs> Um, I said the gym. People sleep on the gym, but the gym is actually a great place to meet someone that's probably like-minded, at least for a, from a lifestyle perspective, okay? Hobbies. If you don't have a hobby, you better get a hobby right now. If you're a grown adult with no hobby, honey, I need you to get outside. Do something outside of your home. Uh, uh, what, is, what do they call it? A third place. Outside of work and home, a third place where you could go, you can get some peace, and some, for some people, that's the gym. For some people, that's going on nature walks, that's pottery, that's painting, anything. Those are the places where you meet like-minded people, right? And then the last place I gave him was social media. 
Social media can be used for dating in a very um, nefarious way, but it also can be a great tool to meet people. And with that being said, going back to work relationships, I have always been a person that said, I will not deal with someone that I work directly with. I refuse to be the girl who fucks her coworkers. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do it. Get somebody else because I like to keep things professional and because I don't like when things get messy and they can get very messy in the workplace. And I know this is kind of counteracting the people you work with thing. Like the thing about it is a lot of people do it and it works out well. Right. However, comma, when it works out bad, it could go left. And like I said, this is the place that you spend 40 hours of your week at, okay? You got to be diligent. And I think for a relationship standpoint, work is a, is a cool place. From a sneaky link standpoint or somebody you just trying to fuck on, no, I don't, I don't really foresee it. But with that being said, as a fine-ass corporate baddie, I can't help who hits on me. So story time. I went to work and I'm meeting people, right? Because I'm a social butterfly. And I was like, you know, I need to get social so that I know people and this is a, a good place for me. I'm meeting a bunch of people. There's a guy that I work with directly, right? We do the same thing directly. We're on different schedules, but, you know, we're co-workers, actual co-workers. He, it's not like he worked in a different department or nothing like that. And, and with that being said, if you're going to date somebody at work, don't date your direct co-workers. Date someone in another department. Date someone who works on the other side of the building, okay? Don't date the person that you work directly next to. Bad idea. Bad idea, okay? So he said he saw me <laughs> one day. Didn't get a chance to speak to me. And instead of waiting till he saw me again, he went on our system to find my information, my name, found me on LinkedIn, and then DM me on LinkedIn. And initially, I didn't realize that this was the case. Um until we talked about it after, but <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, cool. You know, another person, another person of color, you know, in the workplace. Good, good, great connection. But then as things progress, I realize, okay, this guy, <laughs> he would be interested. He's showing signs of interest and the LinkedIn DMs progress, progress, progress. And it wasn't as if I was we were talking through it. It was like, I would see him in person. I would be like, Hey, what's up? And then he would DM me the next day with something. And very respectfully, don't get me wrong. He came at it respectfully, but my whole thing is I have to work here. I, I don't know. I guess I'm not as used to being hit on or being like, <laughs> not gawked, but like stared at and stuff like that. And mind you, I be going to work looking fly, okay? I do my thug this every time. But I feel like the adjustment to how they operate versus in the military, you know, I guess it was more normal, but I was very strict on, I'm not fucking nobody that's my direct coworker. 
very heavy on that. In this instance, I'm like, okay, why well, work in a big ass building with a bunch of people? Maybe. And hey, there's people in that building. I don't. Hey, okay. However, comma, don't work together. Far removed. I feel like at the end of the day, romantic relationships at work could work, but I think it just, from a woman's perspective, for me personally, I don't know if I would ever really want. I just feel like if it happens organically, let it happen organically. I'm not used to someone shooting their shot in a professional way. I don't know. It, it seems kind of weird with me. I, I don't know. But moving to the work husband, work wife thing, because there are a lot of people who you just get real cool with, real cool with. I had a conversation with a couple of them at work. And they were like, you know, you can't be friends with somebody you're attracted to. Oftentimes, your work wife or your work husband is a person you're attracted to, okay? That you have good chemistry with, okay? And let me just tell you something. My man cannot have a work wife. Absolutely not. You want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because I know too many men who are dealing with their work wives. I know too many men who got a, a, a girl at home and a girlfriend at work that he actually fucking with. He's actually fucking with her. It might be emotional. Hell, it's probably physical. But something in the water over there is crossing a boundary. No. The answer is no. I'm really not trying to be no work wife. I'm trying to be a wife wife, okay? If I meet a man at work, he talking about you my work wife, but he got a girl. I'm No, I'm not. I'm not your work wife. I'm not your work side bitch. I'm not your work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not none of that. I'm your coworker. And we're going to keep it professional over here. Now, if a man is fine and tall and successful and <laughs> single, heavy on the single, and he want me to, hit, to be his work wife, then yes, I'll be your work wife. Because I'm trying to be your real wife in real life. Okay. And that's a little poem for y'all. <laughs> Last but not least, honey, um, I'm really tired of working my brain. I want to turn my brain off so bad. Being a strong, independent woman is just so taxing. I really wish that I could just turn my brain smooth the fuck off and let somebody just take control. Just take the reins, guide this ship. And I really want to be one of those girls like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to worry about none of that. Because my man holding everything down. I want to be one of them girls so bad. A lot of these men out here right now ain't cut like that. And it's a fucking travesty. But my God, today I'm just a girl. Working is ghetto. <laughs> Having to work is ghetto. I want to be retired. I want a man to come along and retire my ass. These are my hopeful, hopeless romantic aspirations. <laughs> Even though knowing myself, I probably would never let nobody sit me down for real. Like, I mean, not, not sit me down, but you know, completely take over the reins. When you are somebody who is used to being strong and independent and doing everything and moving all your own mountains, it is really hard to let somebody else come in and do that. And so if I let you come in and I give over things to you to control and you fuck it up, now I'm ultimately like I'm the utmost pissed now because you don't know what it took for me to get to a point where I could hand over control to you because I trusted you, I gave that to you, and then you fucked it all up. Hate it. That's like somebody 
who's afraid of, of, of relinquishing that control. That is our biggest fear. That is our biggest fear, but it's also our biggest desire. Our biggest desire is to be able to hand over, you know, the keys to somebody else and let them drive and trust that they're not going to run us off the fucking road. That's our biggest desire. But getting to that point is so hard and giving it to the wrong person can be detrimental. It can be detrimental. But my God, I'm just a fucking girl. I just, that's all I really want. <laughs> that's all I really want. I'm on a soft life. I had an episode season two about soft life. And I still want to be that girl, but I'm giving myself the soft life. I'm going to give myself the soft life. And I think, I know that the right person will come along who can, who can also sustain that and uplift that and double it. Okay. But no more giving over the control to somebody who really can't handle that. Like, stop giving responsibility to irresponsible people. Don't hand over your heart to somebody who really has no experience with that shit. We need somebody that's coming with accolades. We need somebody that's coming with a degree. We need four to five years of experience up front, baby. This is not an entry-level position, okay? I need you to come experienced. I need you to come well-versed in how to care for somebody and be a good person and be a good partner, okay? Please. I really hope y'all enjoyed this one, honey. Honestly, your girl, I, as the sun begins to shine more and it gets warmer, not really, it's been cold as hell in Georgia, but as the sun begins to come out more, I feel like I'm gonna be back up on my bullshit. <laughs> I'm trying not to though, I promise you, I'm gonna be a good girl. I promise. I'm working on self care. I'm focused on myself, but I will allow myself two days out of the month to be a little toxic. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Okay, listen, I'll get back to you in the next episode and we'll find out then. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, honey, I'll tap back in with you. Okay.